I would venture to guess that many of you watching this are seeing something you never thought you would see before. Today, across the country, churches from large to small are meeting almost exclusively through video feeds such as this into the homes of their faithful attenders. In the gospel for today, we encounter a man born blind who is given his sight by Jesus. And throughout that story, there is an undercurrent that starts right at the beginning about why this man was blind and how it is that he can see. As for the first question, why this man was born blind, it begins with speculation about who sinned. Who is to blame so that this man would be born blind? They asked, was it this man himself or was it his parents who sinned? They couldn't imagine a world in which something bad could happen and no one was to blame. They couldn't picture a world in which there wasn't a person to point to and say, this is their fault. Both of those scenarios look back and say, how did this get started? Where did it come from? Who can we blame? Well, Jesus gives them and us a different view entirely. Jesus says, neither this man nor his parents sinned. This happened so that the glory of God may be revealed. Well, by now, many of you already know where I'm going with this. You can already see clearly the connections to the place where we are today. You've already heard the blame game. Who's to blame for the lack of testing? Who's to blame for the spread of this virus? Who is to blame for the inconvenience we're all dealing with? Who's to blame for the destruction of economies nationally and personally? Who's to blame for the policies and the procedures that stand in the way of the things that we want to do? Well, if we are to take Jesus at his word, our answer to this should simply be, in this world, bad things happen. But when they happen, they give the faithful the opportunity to demonstrate and to see the glory of God revealed. The glory of God is seen most clearly, not in its ability to ensure that nothing ever goes wrong. Rather, it's seen in its ability to see clearly what is and to make it better. Many of us are not happy about the state of what is right now. We would much prefer things to be the way they used to be. That doesn't change the fact that this is where we are. And if we are to make things better, we can only begin with what is. The blame game of looking back and figuring out how it went wrong is not productive. We are called to follow Jesus, to see what is, and to help others see more clearly where hope remains. Throughout the rest of the story, there's a great discussion about whether what Jesus does is right. Clearly, according to the law, it is not right. Healing on the Sabbath was not part of the way they lived out their faith. Healing on the Sabbath was strictly forbidden. But when Jesus heals this man, he steps out of what was expected to do and steps and does what was needed. He steps out of what was expected 
and into what is needed. We have the opportunity to do the same. Not by insisting that we behave in ways that we have always behaved before, but by finding new ways to open people's eyes to the work that God is still doing in our community, in our church, and in our individual lives. God is still at work. And we are still the hands by which God works. How we respond now is all about giving glory to God, revealing or unveiling, as it might be, the work of God for the people through all of us. This is what is needed. This is what is called for. This is what we must be part of so that those who did not see might see clearly the love of God for all. Amen.